looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's the day after Thanksgiving, and we're going to go back on tour next week. So buy tickets to our shows in Minneapolis, Chicago, and Detroit, and we would give thanks to you. Not that. We're just so grateful for Sharna. We're grateful for hooligans. <laughs> we're grateful we can go on tour. We're excited to get mm-hmm. to Detroit. I love Detroit. We're grateful for the Midwest. I love Chicago. And you we're love Minneapolis. For... I like it too, but I you love... love Minneapolis. I love them all. We should do like a ticket giveaway or something like on our Instagram. Maybe I'll do that today. Oh, that's fun. You that's know, for one of, for, for like places? the shows. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's I think smart. it'd be fun. That's actually improv. That's new. So we have so many calls and we have a game today. It's a jam-packed episode. Again, we were gone for a week. We were trying to make up for lost time. So let's just get into the calls right now. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. First time, long time. I did pause the pod. Uh, I did participate in a Nutella class action lawsuit based on exactly what you were talking about. Um, the marketing was very um, misleading. I'm a dietitian. And so I am very sensitive to these things. They did have very bright, airy, sunshiny kitchen. Mom giving the kids Nutella. They did say the ingredients were like milk and nuts and a little bit of cocoa. Um, so there was a class action lawsuit. I did file. I did get, um, I think, 449 in the mail three to five years after um, it was settled. So Leanne Cuisine. Nutella class action lawsuit. I just, it's funny because this happened in uh, 2012. And this was a time where apparently when I was just looking this up, there were a lot of food class action lawsuits and it was kind of getting quote unquote out of control. Like people were suing just like for fucking anything that was like remotely misleading. And a lot of them won like this one, what this one they won. But then there was also a lot of funny backlash, like somebody wrote in Salon that it was bullshit because like Nutella is not healthy, but it's not unhealthy compared to like breakfast cereal or like half the shit you do eat in the morning. Like apparently it has a low glycemic index 
projects, even though it's a lot of calories. Oh, like, it does? Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's not the worst oh, thing does? in the that world. <laughs> no, I know. That's why I answered you. But like, do you know what I mean? Like versus sugar cereal, which doesn't, then like, mm-hmm. oh, Nutella, yes, like maybe you shouldn't eat in the morning every day. But if you did, it would like the energy provided gives you throughout more of it's more spread out throughout the day whatever the point is is that I had a really nice time reading about these the other funny thing is I forgot that I had given my email to the zoom class action case did you know they're there everyone is suing zoom and they won no, I everyone. Didn't know that. Somebody is suing Zoom. And oh, it's they because they're doing something with data or something. Is it like a data situation? No, it's funnier. It's Privacy. because of the Zoom bombings. They like didn't do anything to stop these like oh. Zoom bombings, which remember were a thing, and mm-hmm. people are suing them. And I guess one because now they're ready to like hand out money. One time I got seven dollars from like a milk lawsuit. I did the milk one too, and I got a couple of bucks. <laughs> it's fun to cash those checks. I did the milk lawsuit because you told me to. Why was that? I remember. I know I filed for it because I qualified. I didn't make as much as you. That's all I remember about it. I just got a few dollars. Well, what's funny is you see this a lot, and I think this is a big way that they're getting people to sign up for these. Is on TikTok they advertise for class action lawsuits a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. free money, free money, and it's like. I mean, sure, but it usually is, just as this Nutella lawsuit was, the price of one can of Nutella or jar of Nutella, which is $4 and whatever cents. The state of New York owes me free money. That's for sure. Because I know that you you know you could type in your name and all this stuff to see if there's free money coming to you. I saw that there is free money coming to me, but it requires- It's money that already belonged to me that I haven't somehow claimed or received a check to. Remember that guy covered in the question marks who'd be on TV on infomercials and he'd be like, use this book to get the free money that belongs to you. You know who I'm talking about? I'm Matthew Lesko. And you've probably seen me on Oprah, Larry King, or Letterman talking about government money programs. Well, my new book shows you 15,000 programs you could use to change your life. You could get a better job, get an education, or start your own business. Next year, the government's going to give out over $350 billion. And those who know about the programs are the ones who get the money. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Good impression. It's that, but the modern version, which all you do is you go to the website, you type in your name, and you get the check. But mine requires like an extra step of calling and confirming my ad. Like I have to give them documents, and it's like, oh my God, the barrier to entry to this is such that I don't know if I want to put in all this work. But it's for free what money. Just a couple of bucks. Is it going to be worth my time? Oh, like, it's I, very much it you don't know what the, the money, money is. is. It could mm. be a dollar fifty cents. <laughs> it could be a hundred dollars. Wow, I absolutely case, love I the it. like scratch off lottery ticket vibe of your free money. You gotta get it. Mm-hmm. You, gotta you gotta get, get it. it. Moving on. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. So I'm listening to the discussion of Lala Kent's tattoo cover-up on Tuesday's episode. And, Bobby, I know you were saying Ayn Rand no thanks, but Lala actually would get an Ayn Rand yes please tattoo because a few seasons ago on Vanderpump Rules, she had a very famous quote, quote, I've taken up reading books. And the book that she was reading at the time was The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. That's all. God, caller, I completely forgot. This was really funny. I've taken up reading books was one of the classic Vanderpump Rules clips. I'm going to play it here. How's everything? Good. I've taken up reading books. Okay. So, yeah, I love it. Oh, good. All right. I was given a book called Fountainhead, which is by Anne Rand. It's a philosophical book, and it's about architecture and architects. It's amazing what I accomplish 
now that I'm not focused on a skinny little string bean DJ. So maybe she could have just left Rand and said it's for the Fountainhead, bitch. I love to read. What's the, I'm trying to think of, I'm sorry, I, I took a pause because I was racking my brain trying to remember the Kris Jenner version of this tweet, of this thing, which was, I think, you know I'm obsessed with books right now. I you know I'm obsessed with books right now. I'm reading a book about Le Cuvassier, which is an architect. It's so weird and boring, but I'm obsessed. No, you're not. And you're not reading that book. Well, it's I not look a, at them. Right, you look at it. It's not a real yeah. book. It has words. Oh, this Big building words. was erected in 19-whatever? Yeah, it's his, called history. That's a coffee table book. <laughs> That's a coffee table book. Oh, yeah, it was a coffee table book. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I'm calling about the Lala Kent um, uh, tattoo change thing because it reminded me of uh, this story that someone told me about one of Alan Cummings' exes who had Alan tattooed on his, like, arm, I guess. And then um, I guess the friend of mine, like, knew... Alan's ex and like after they had broken up the next time he saw that guy he had changed the Alan tattoo to balance which is very funny and ray of light of him uh that's all uh crunch crunch we went from Alan to Balan what was the word that it went from Alan to balance oh balance that's good Alan Cumming dated a guy. He told the story on Seth Meyers. Wait, too, that's so good. Alan to balance is really funny. Like that so, is very much like Rand to brand new. Alan dated a guy named Raven in like the year 2000 or 1999. And they both got each other's names tattooed on. He just says on my groin. And so Alan had Raven tattooed on his groin. Raven had Alan tattooed on his groin. When they broke up, Alan was like, I'm just getting this lasered off. So he did. And then he saw Raven later on and was like, oh, what did you, you do You have your, your tattoo? tattoo. And then he and saw Alan it was and like, was, yeah, Alan was wow. like, I got rid of mine. And Raven was like, oh, I changed yours to balance. But then about a year after that, I met up with Raven again. And he was like, do you still have your tattoo? And I was like, no, I had a wrench for my body. And then I said, do you still have yours? And he pulled his pants down. And where it used to say, Alan, it now says balance. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't get rid of you. He, no, wasn't, he was willing. I'm a part of bringing balance to Raven. And I there think you that's, go. that's a beautiful thing. I think that's just brilliant. I really do. I really do. As opposed to getting it's it good. later, like it's he good. says, all my friends, he said, oh, you can put O-U-S at the end, making it ravenous. ravenous. You can put a C, mm -hmm. making it craven. You could take the N off and make it raver. I think these are all funny options. But making Alan into balance and making Rand into brand new are beautiful. I mean, the ultimate example of this is Why No Forever. I forgot we didn't even bring this up. But like, Why No Forever, Wonono Forever became Why No Forever, which is still very funny to me, although it's kind of a cursed tattoo at this moment. But... It is the it ultimate quite example. Dark when you think about it, Ugh. it came up in the recent court case. I mean, yeah, I know because he's famously a wino, like loud and proud wino. I mean, but also like they were saying that Amber Heard got mad about the tattoo in some part. There was some like conversation about the tattoo, so it had to be entered as like evidence or something into the court. So when you look up wino tattoo, it has a whole new chapter in its history aside from when they got it. Mm -hmm. I love the um, 
Winona Ryder interview where she talks about seeing the tattoo for the first time and being sort of like she had no fucking idea and being like I don't like this (laughs) why did you do this that's why it is one of those things where if you get somebody's name tattooed on you it should be reciprocal because then you're Mm -hmm. both like consenting to doing this like thing right and so the the Alan Cummings thing is a nice like to me that's like the most normal way to do this not normal but the normal way to do this but you're right. Tattoos, couple tattoos should very much be a you jump, I jump, uh, Jack Rose thing. Speaking of that, <gasps> oh speaking my God. of that, we have our what first question. What a segue. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, it's Helen, long time, long time. Um, I just saw pictures of Summer Walker's new face tattoo with her boyfriend. Um, like they each got each other's names tattooed on their face. Um, and her name is and like so he has summer on his face so like if they ever break up you know he could at least pretend it's just like a normal word but she has larry on her face now larry <laughs> uh that's all crutch crutch women don't belong in balloons grateful for sharda bye I mean, it's not it's not her first face tattoo, which is the first thing I noticed about this in terms of being like LOL about it. But it is funny, like Larry of all names to have to get on your face is Summer is like this beautiful name that, as the caller said, could just be like this generic word. You know, maybe I like the season summer. I'm a summer kind of person. But Larry, as the caller said, is a little harder to justify, like, if there is a breakup or if things go poorly for the two of them in the future. Although, Lindsay, you said you can't hear the name Larry without thinking of the iconic ship, Liam, Liam and, and Harry. Harry. It's, that's, Maybe that's Summer's excuse. That's if so they break up, annoying. Liam's like, no, I didn't date I Larry. I'm just a, a Larry stan. I ship Larry. I'm a One Direction stan, and I ship Larry. I'm a One Direction stan from way back, and I'm a Liam mm-hmm. and Harry shipper, and that's why I have Larry tattooed mm-hmm. on my face. It's unfortunate for me that Larry's a real name, and yet all I think about is a is a One Direction ship from like five to seven years Larry's ago rare. or something. Larry is so rare, in fact, that I feel like Larry is ready to come back. The reason why this was ultimately funny, and not even just because of the idea that you would get Larry tattooed on your face, which I don't recommend, but all the comments were kind of clowning her because she just put out an album that's all about like a fucked up guy and like Mm -hmm. getting rid of him you know first of all great album oh my god such a good album but like literally it ends with Sierra a song called Sierra's Prayer and it's just Sierra being like bless me with good things like bring my life to a new and somebody commented this was not in Sierra's Prayer (laughs) this was not in Sierra's Prayer (laughs) I'm hurting but there is purpose in my pain I need you. I need you to restore my faith and love. Give me strength. I know I can't do it all on my own. I'm tired. I don't want to hurt no more. I don't want to feel like this ever again. Thank you for hearing my cry. I mean, it's true. I'm just like dying. I mean, it's rude, but it is also funny. Like, it really is. I hope Mm -hmm. she thinks it's funny. Like, someone wrote, do you really mean what you sing in your albums? The Shade Room about to eat this up. And I don't don't feel like arguing with grannies in the comments. Girl, you done lost your mind, literally. Who the fuck is Larry? Girl, you're never going to (laughs) learn. Over it, over it. I really thought I was over it. That's lyrics from her, I think. I love you, but this ain't it, sis. You haven't healed from the last relationship. Cry face, cry face. Because, like, they've all heard. And to be arguing, obviously... The argument is that the album is she wrote the, that a long time ago. The, the album, album is out, but it's also not about new. Someone else. It could be so you know, like the narrative of the album 
still over it is about some other person. So you can't actually, it's, it's about, it's about London, London on the, on track. the so track. So it's like, there is like an apples to oranges thing going on. It just didn't help that nobody <laughs> knew who Larry was. Like, it was just like, who is Larry? And why are you putting his name on Well, the on debut photo face, is also you know? funny because they're sort of in this beautiful, like, their, their, their faces are entwined as though they're in one of those, like, optical illusion photographs. You know, like, they fit together perfectly where it's, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the vases. vases. Like, their faces are just fit together perfectly. And so it wasn't just like, here's my new tattoo. It's like, not only here is my new tattoo, Larry, here is Larry. And despite seeing his face, people were like, who is this? So who is he? Who is Larry? His name is, his his performer name, his name that he uses for performing is Lord Spelled Pharaoh. L-V-R-D. So he doesn't even, he doesn't <laughs> even go by Larry. Well, that's the intimate. It's the informal. He's even like... I mean, he's even like not Larry. You know what I mean? Like he's not even like call me Larry. He's like call what me I have Lord is that we, Pharaoh. What I love is that we have two iconic Huey musicians, Lord Pharaoh and Queen Herbie, who use the V's sort of interesting in Stop. their performer names. So we have LVRD Pharaoh, who is a rapper who is now dating Summer Walker. Stop! Don't and bring Kaveen up Queen Herbie, Herbie on this podcast. Kaveen ever Herbie, again. formerly known as Carmen, um, who has the V in Kaveen Herbie instead of. Well, she's Kaveen Horby. This is Lavord Pharaoh then, you know, because the lo- the V is standing mm-hmm. in for the O if you're pronouncing it Lord. And I was trying to find some other stuff about him. A lot of the websites. A rapper named Larry <laughs> would be sick. Just call yourself Larry. I think of myself here too, where my name Bobby, even though it is Robert, always seemed very childish. So it's like. I I'd rejected Bobby for so long, or not for so long, but in college, I was like, I need to sound more like an adult. I need to be Robert. But then it took me a while to grow into the childish Bobby. So maybe Lord um, Pharaoh needs a little time to embrace Larry, and perhaps Summer getting Larry tattooed on her face is the first step of that process. Mm, yes, definitely. That's a good. That's a very good comparison. Thank you. Um, the I want that for him. The other thing about I want that for Larry. Larry is that. He allegedly, according to some people, I couldn't find like, I just saw a lot of people saying the same thing, which makes me think it's true, although I've been fooled before, um, that Larry and Summer used to date before she was famous. So this was a reconnection, which also might explain why the passion came so quickly. So it's not like, oh, I just met, I got your name tattooed on my face. Oh, we've reconnected after many years apart. This is real this time. I'm getting your name tattooed on my face, you know? Yeah, I mean, Summer Walker also is like, uh, like, constantly saying <laughs> weird stuff too. I'm not like, you know, I'm not. Yeah, Summer Walker <laughs> is not the most like reliable source, you know. But you know? that sort of vibe of Summer Walker, like, she's a little chaotic. Is is that makes her a say, good? That makes her a good singer. That makes her oh, a good performer. No, she always her, has. She's amazing. She always has a new story to tell. <laughs> she's chaotic, but then she comes out with an amazing album and nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. And then she posts Larry and everybody's like, oh my God. But it's almost like it's almost like bonus content, you know? Like it's just it's just a performer performing. <laughs> Where was the wait, let me find it. Because she right after she unveiled this on Instagram Summer Walker. Else. She wrote something else and she wrote uh, an Instagram story and she said, she, says, she, she wrote on Instagram, moral of the story is, if you listen to my album, learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up, heal, find happiness, and most importantly, move on. It's funny how life works. I never thought that right after experiencing the lowest part of my life, I'd be the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. God is good. Mm-hmm. So I think 
Yeah. She's celebrating a good point in her life with a fat tattoo mm-hmm. of a man named Larry. Um, <laughs> next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I'm just wondering, who is Simon Hook? A guy I went to high school with just married him, and I think that there were Kardashians at the wedding, but I don't know anything else outside of that. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay Podcaster. Vitamin CEO. Vitamin CEO. I love this Let's person has never heard of Simon Huck and is like, but I went to high school with his husband. <laughs> That's so funny. I'd love you for you to tell me who Simon Huck is. It's the other way around for me, but yes, that's okay. Same. Like we have different experiences. Mm-hmm. This uh we talked about this on the Patreon because this wedding happened the same time as Paris Hilton's wedding or like a day after or a day before, like the same weekend yeah. and also the same weekend as the Taylor Swift on SNL. So there was like a lot of photos coming out of a lot of people and a lot of things. Yeah, we specifically saved the Phil Simon wedding for the show, for the main show, because it's extremely hooey. Paris's wedding was a little too themy and also like who fucking cares. But this wedding is... Who it's, fucking cares? It is interesting to have a wedding where the Kardashians... Uh, attend the Paris Hilton wedding and it gets a ton of attention and then this one gets which gets considerably less like it's just a nice like well what's funnier about that is that this is the wedding of a PR person so I'm sure he was like oh well I'm never gonna beat the Paris wedding like he's Mm -hmm, if anyone is like realistic about their reach in terms of press about their wedding it's gonna be Simon Huck long time vamps long time representative we haven't talked about a vamp in a while but he is one I really started I'm really starting to feel like the the Kardashians really defined like vamps in the spotlight and then vamps themselves really otherwise are not as in the spotlight as they are when they're adjacent to Kardashians which is like so funny to me yeah that is really weird that's funny it's like you can't be a famous vamp unless you are somehow playing in the Kardashian realm or there's some sort of like people are more willing to give you that weird next step of coverage if you are adjacent to them like makeup by Mario or like I guess what it is, it's just like, if the Kardashians are one of your biggest clients, like, you can support yourself on just them, you know? Like, so you have this larger role in their lives where it's like a lot of vamps, you got to be the vamp for a lot of celebrities to make a living. So it's hard to associate yourself with just one person. Does that make sense? Well, it's more notable for you to be known for just one person. Mm -hmm. That's what gets you kind of this plot line that is interesting to be covered. Like, I am just the Kardashians makeup artist, Mm -hmm. which Makeup by Mario isn't anymore, but was at one point. And there are so so many of them. So you could conceivably just have them as clients and be okay. So you would be directly associated with them. I guess that's what's interesting. I guess it's a little interesting. There are, I mean, we we include agents and managers in this too. And like, I'm sure there, if you open a a variety and you'll get, you know, a slew of them, Mm -hmm. right? It's just a matter of like getting beyond that layer of Hollywood insider uh, coverage to get what would be who coverage or something, which is like I get you get married and People Magazine covers mm-hmm. it, right? Simon Huck marries longtime boyfriend Phil Reportella in intimate Bel Air ceremony. So who is Phil Reportella apart from this caller's high school classmate? Um, a lot of places call him just a finance person, like a finance bro, but. He's more than that because last year he started a company and that is now his main gig. And the company is called Sniff with one F. It's called Sniff. <laughs> Guess what it does? You're right. Candles. And fragrance. And fragrance. But 
their deal is genderless candles, which is funny to me because since when did candles have a gender to begin with? <laughs> like, am I, I didn't just know that naive had a thinking that candles were gendered? I know so many things are gendered in society, but like candles, like when my mom buys a Yankee candle, I'm not like that candles for ladies. I'm like that candles for houses like this. <laughs> that candle smells like a pumpkin pie that candle smells like a mall (laughs) that candle is for lovers of suburban sprawl you know like that candle does not have a gender right 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 i mean it's just funny because fragrances can be um uh genderless because fragrances have famously been gendered Mm -hmm. like it's not about making a fragrance genderless it's about taking an industry that is gendered and saying our fragrances are for both genders. Mm-hmm. Like that is one thing. And they do sell those. But candles, you're right. Like candles are not gendered. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're gendered in that like women often buy candles and men often don't. But like they're not there's not like a man candle, woman candle. I mean, I guess isn't there like a whole thing like man sense and it's like this smells like wood or something. But like Yeah, but so many candles marketed to women also smell, are smell like, like wood. sandalwood. <laughs> which okay. is also wood. So candle candles have been gendered in the past. I understand that. I guess what we're trying to say Hi. is that it's not none of these scents are gonna be really different from any scents you've experienced in the past because candle scents are candle scents. It's just clever marketing. It's millennial marketing. This per, this candle company, I love that it's Sniff, S-N-I-F, and it's the most millennial subway ad brand I've ever seen just based on the logo. It's like these people go to the same marketing class. The thing with candles that I, I kind of actually love, we're in like a golden age of candles, but we're also in the worst age of candles because candles are so easy to scam with mm-hmm. that because you can't smell them. So if you're selling candles online, you could literally sell somebody a, a you know, a, a pound of trash in a beautiful glass jug. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there is no oversight. I mean, I guess, all, I guess reviews or whatever would be your way, but, but you, you can really, you have so much freedom to just sell people whatever. Like, candle shopping's impossible. How do you even know what a candle is like, you know? I mean, a lot of this can be this can be said for a lot of types of products and um, categories That's of true. products. But candles are peak. It's all about the packaging. <laughs> candles peak. are. It's all about the packaging. Candles are a Because how gift. else do you judge the candle? Right. Again, reviews, whatever, fine. Or experience with the candle maker or like whatever. But you really, I mean, it's it's to me, to me, we're in peak candle. We're in peak candle and everybody's getting scammed right now by candle companies. Also, you get their candles are like $100,000, $100, $100. Both Wendy and Karen are have recently launched candle brands and they're fighting each other. <laughs> Miles Wives of Potomac. Mm-hmm. Karen, however, has three wicks. <laughs> Wendy doesn't. Oh, oh my God. It's perfect. Luxury Candles by Karen Huger, Bohemian Fire. Bohemian Fire? Yes, that's the name. (laughs) Smell, baby, smell. La Dom has its own home essential luxury kit and a candle. And I have already given Mia and Wendy a hint about the candles. There will be an expansion to La Dom. Yes. We are installing candles and aromatherapy for the home. And I want to share it with all of them, including Giselle. So really, if you're judging quality, if you're judging quality, you look at the number of wicks, 
And you also look at the packaging because how many times have you sniffed a candle and been like, ooh, and then you light it and it does nothing, you know, like. That's what I'm telling you. You just don't. You don't know. No, you literally don't know. It's crazy to me that you can like how scammy candles are right now. Some of the sniff candles are four wick candles. <sighs> like $300. <laughs> I'm kind of bad at candles because when I have been given really nice candles in the past, I like worry about lighting them because I'm like, this is too nice. I don't want to light it. And so for a while, no, I like accumulated to, nice candles that have been given to me over you the- You have candle paralysis. I have candle that's paralysis. What that's, that's what I have. And then you I light it. I had it for a while and I was hoarding them like for no reason. There's nothing more satisfying though than finally lighting that candle that you've had for a long time that you got as a gift, but it was too fancy. So you didn't want to light it. And then you light it. And then someone and comes then over and goes, oh. your house smells really good. Oh. And you yeah. go, oh my God, this is exactly what, what I wanted. That's what this is for. That's what this is for. You go, that's what this was for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But listen to this. So I'm going to click this video um, and it's called Why Our Founders Created Sniff. Don't you want to hear what he says about creating Sniff? Not really. I just want to talk more about candles. Hi, I'm Brian. Hey, I'm Phil. And we are the co-founders of Sniff. Hey! Sniff is a direct-to-consumer fragrance brand whose mission is to simplify the entire fragrance buying experience. From the way you try it to the way you buy it. (laughs) So Sniff was really started because we always loved fragrance, but dreaded the department store buying experience. It's a nightmare. It's outdated. It's uncomfortable. It's not, though. This is the most millennial thing ever. Like, well, we just didn't like going to the store. It's like, bitch, we've been buying candles online for 10 years, you know, maybe 20. Well, this is very like, I don't, I can't call, I don't like using the phone. So here's, I made this (laughs) app that like lets you not use it. Like, it's just very much like, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say recently where you were like kind of humble bragging about how good you are on the phone now? You were like, you said something like, you know, I got, I recently got really good at the phone again. And I, and you said it in passing, but I was like, oh damn, she got good car. at the phone again. I'm not good at the phone yet. Like I need to condition myself to be good at the phone again. It really shows like the effect I have on, it's like the damage I've done to your I think your you brain literally your- said, I, I recently got good at the phone again. I think that was the line you said. (laughs) I was recently entrenched in a process that involved me calling a lot of people. And via Uh that process, which could not be done, not on the phone, I got good at the phone again. I'm telling you. One day I'll be as good at the phone as my mom. (laughs) No one's better at the phone than my mom. Really? Oh, my mom is so good at the phone. Oh, my God. And I don't mean like good at like, you know, getting getting to the representative, but just like making your way on a phone call. (laughs) Picking up that phone and dialing. Not to not to get back into gender, but like boomer women, they're so good at the phone. They really they're are. So and they don't good fear at the, the phone. phone. They do not fear the phone. No. Me? Well, when I see a, a but when I see a voicemail, I go, uh, you know, I still I still go, uh. My mom likes to say, I hate the phone. I hate the phone. Like their phone always rings, she their loves landline. The phone. And I'm like, Mom, you love the phone. You love phone. She loves the phone. Okay. But here's my way back into Sniff. Mm-hmm. I think the experience at a at a department store is actually a wonderful experience. How else are you supposed to try yeah. a fragrance? You're this supposed is really to have stupid. it puffed in your face or held in front of your nose, and you're supposed to explore all the different fragrances. This is not solving a problem. If anything, this is creating more problem. Well, this is very obvious. Um, it's very obvious that these guys, Phil and his buddy who started Sniff with him, are marketing people, business people, and all they do is look at, quote unquote, the market and try to find holes in the market and places that have not been given the millennial treatment. And oops, 
Candles hadn't been given the millennial treatment, so he went in and gave Candles the millennial treatment. That's all this is. Okay, but is. they have, but whatever. I mean, they have, but like, what? everything's been given the millennial treatment. We've run out of things to give the millennial treatment to, you know? I hadn't seen the all lowercase, simple word, simple one word, vaguely related to what the product is, treatment of Candles before this. Like, I've seen cutesy candle brands, but never something as oh, kind of grating as Sniff. It has one F too. Do you know one that? One F. One F. So who else is at this wedding, Lindsay? We had Malika Hawk, Tan France, Chrissy Teigen, and John Legend, of course. I mean, it's just the same <laughs> That's freaking it. That's it. people. That's, <laughs> That's it. it. Um, they had Swarovski crystal encrusted Listerine pocket packs to give out to people. It was just, I think everyone got Sniff also, which is smart. Uh, you got a little Everyone sniff got fragrance. Sniff. Mm-hmm. Everyone got a caricature and of themselves, which I'm sure you're against. But the characters were less, they were not as jokey as I <laughs> no, kind of thought. Stop. They were just drawings. They were just drawings. They weren't really caricatures. Um, I love this in here. The Listerine packs are explained. Simon is known for his love of Listerine strips. He never leaves the house without at least two packs. In honor of the wedding, we had bejeweled packs made for all the guests. Imagine being known for your love of Listerine strips. Listerine strips are very vintage, though. Remember we were in high school and you would just like throw 10 of those in your mouth and go crazy yeah and see if you could take it see if you could handle it so tell me about this other woman that you're obsessed with melissa wood well the, the woman who married them they're like officiant mm-hmm. is this woman named melissa wood tepperberg mm-hmm. and i was like a woman with this name is not going to be just a random woman <laughs> and as it turns out she's not <laughs> who is she then well she's just like She's a fitness slash wellness slash whatever influencer who is married to a guy named Noah who used to run Marquis Lavo and Tao. He's like a oh, nightclub guy. he's a nightclub mogul. And she was a, she was a waitress in one of his clubs when they met and obviously was like, get away from me until uh, she was like, don't get away from me. And they got <laughs> married. And when they got married, I was laughing because their wedding was attended by Adrian Brody, Jackie Cruz from Orange is the New Black, and Polly Shore, from who, jury quote, duty. has been clubbing with Mr. Tepperberg since the early 90s. <laughs> this was in 2016, not that long ago when they got married. Goodness. And she recently got, quote unquote, in trouble because she went to the Chainsmokers concert last year in the Hamptons that everyone got pissed off about. She sure did. Did yeah, she well. went to the and that's why she's most notable to me is because she went to the famous chain smokers concert in the Hamptons that uh Cuomo was like, What's this? <laughs> why are you doing this? Stop this, you know? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, do we want to move on? Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain you're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop, duh. No, it's mm-hmm. I mean that's what it is, but I'm you're not I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores. Because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over three thousand five hundred stores across every category, including fashion beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. 
Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because uh. I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes, delicious fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. 
Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Do you guys think we still care about TikTok stars? Because I just got an ad for the D'Amelio, like, Hulu show. And I feel like for a long time, like, the D'Amelios, Addison Ray, Noah Beck, they were, like, everywhere. GQ, like, I can, they, they were, like, in our monoculture. And I don't feel like they are anymore. Maybe the last time was the Addison Ray, he's all that. But, like... I feel like these people have all, like, that conversation has ended, and I wonder if it's because, like, things are back to normal, and now we have more events and more movie premieres and albums coming out, and we don't need, like, this niche level of celebrity, or, I don't know, because I'm consuming the same types of media, and I feel like no one talks about them anymore, or they just have shifted from monoculture or, like, whatever version of monoculture to slightly off-center, Um and maybe people still do. I'm sure some people still do care. I just feel like they were all, they were like our top celebrities for a month. We're, we're all TikTokers. And now I do not know what's going on with any of them. God, it's so good. Addison Rae's music career flopped. We are so lucky. Um, crunch, crunch. I am an endowed main. Well, I just think that this caller is correct that we've stopped caring about them now but i think it's less indicative of like a structural change than it is about like a seasonal change like yes we're going quote unquote back to like the normal world of celebrity there's more movie premieres etc more big albums coming out you know adele taylor swift etc but also right now november award season is starting so we're just getting from now until February is like the biggest A-list movie stuff, Grammy stuff possible. So we, it seems like this has changed, but it's just going to come back again whenever the movie stars go into hibernation until the next award season. You know, I mean, you're award season biased a little bit, and so am I, because that's like the people that we tend to go pay attention to, like without even trying. I think that this died down because TikTok itself started uh, stop spending as much money. Push like this is like a marketing. The, the marketing of TikTok stars is not just the TikTok stars themselves. It's the marketing of TikTok mm-hmm. as an app. And I think that like the app became a little bit second fiddle to other things when it was like the number one thing anyone talked about for a, a long time. I think it's still like in its success period, mm-hmm. but it's just not like the new it's just like the new, hot new young thing anymore. So like the stars that come along with that are not as associated with it. I think there's a whole, still a whole subculture of a ton of TikTok stars that people who go on TikTok know and care about and love and give money to yeah. and get sponsorships or whatever. But the top layer of like kind of TikTok stars who didn't quite translate to real life, which include Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, like Lil, Lil, what was his name? Who? Little, little, little Huck, little, no, the one that, Char- <laughs> the one that Dixie like dates. Little Huddy. <laughs> little Huddy. Sorry. <laughs> Lil Huck. You know what I'm talking Lil about. Lil Huck. Um, like him. I'm just thinking like those people, they didn't quite pan out to be as good in real life. I mean, other than Charlie's Dunkin' Donuts spawn, like, you know, you don't really see her. And then the crowning jewel of this all is really question mark, question mark, Addison Ray, Because you're right, her music career started off with a flop. But now apparently she's working with all these people. She's really, they didn't stop her from like barreling forward in this like pop star dreams that she has. And according to Timmy, she, her latest song, she's teasing a song that's according to Timmy, 
actually a banger and he is eagerly awaiting its release and she is good friends with charlie xcx i'm quoting timmy who talks about addison very highly all the time all right timmy i don't think i'm quoting timmy i don't think addison's music is going away anytime soon i trust timmy timmy itt i trust timmy and also yes she's all that he's all that was a couple of months ago but you have to remember, after that came out, Netflix gave her more movies. They gave her a bigger deal. Like, that must have been a success for them. I guess it's just like we passed the period where the first wave of TikTok stars were formed. Um, and we were hearing about them nonstop. And now they're just entering into their, like, st- slow and steady well, that's phase. that's the thing is they're but also, off I really, TikTok, really. I really do think all of this Kristen Stewart stuff, this Adele stuff, like, everything else is sucking the oxygen out of the room. And they, we hadn't... We didn't have a normal award season last year, you know? Like You know what it is, though? It was like, I mean, not to be like young people, old people, but I feel like younger young people cared about TikTok and old people did, too, because we had nothing else to do but like look at youth culture. But then now we have something else to care about. But young people are still caring about TikTok. But we're like, mm-hmm. what's that? Something else. Well, we're, you know, we'll, we're we're going to see House of Gucci. You know what I mean? Like, that's a pretty simplified answer to it all. But it was almost like we all had our attention on this new shiny thing that involved these specific stars. And now we've all kind of like it's kind of been diverted. But I do think that there is still a core audience who cares about what Addison Rae yeah. is doing and what her next single is going to sound like. Yeah. Mm, Timmy. This time last year, I was just on TikTok, like wishing there were good movies to come out, and there just like yeah, simply yeah. weren't. And today, I'm like watching the morning show. I'm watching the morning show on Apple TV Plus, and I see a trailer for a movie where Mahershala Ali plays two versions of himself. And I was like, "Where did this movie come from?" And I'm like, "I can't wait for this movie." Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Suddenly? No, he plays himself twice. He plays twin? himself twice, and Glenn Close is there. And I was like, "Glenn Close twin is there? or clone? Twin or clone? Clone." Okay, that's different. It's a world where he's dying and he doesn't want to tell his wife and son that he's dying. So he uses a service that's run by Glenn Close. I'm extrapolating from the movie trailer. Glenn Close is like, I'll make a clone of you and then we'll switch them out. And then no one will have to know that you died. Glenn clones. But the clone is a little different. Oh, the the clone is always different. We've all seen multiplicity. Oh, my God. All those clones were missing like brain cells. That was a problem. I think famously we all haven't seen multiplicity. That's the whole thing about (laughs) multiplicity. (laughs) No, multiplicity is like literally the clone OG movie. It's like if you want, like it did all the clone rules. So if you if you make a movie about clones, you're essentially ripping it off, which you're not. But it did like set up a lot of the issues with clones that come Mm -hmm, out. Mm hmm. They steal your girlfriend, and some of them are really dumb because they're missing brain cells. Because there's something wrong with the clone. This is not natural, you know? This is not natural. That's the whole point of clone movies. This is not natural. Except when it's Barbra Streisand clone dogs. In that case, it's completely fine and natural, and nothing is wrong. We love it. Do we want to move on to, should we skip the Chalamet and move on to uh, Bathsheba Hart? If we skip the Chalamet again for the second time, now it's a bit. We've skipped Pauline Chalamet at least three times now. Let's skip the Chalamet again because I actually love this bit. And what is there to say about the Chalamet? Sorry, Timmy. (laughs) We're skipping the Chalamet. (laughs) Timmy's like, no, I did the research. That's a good shirt. We're skipping the Chalamet. Sorry, Timmy, comma, we're skipping the Chalamet. We're skipping the Chalamet. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Just calling because I follow Batsheva or Batsheva Hart from that Mayan Orthodox life show. And first of all, she seems to be friends with the VIP list girls, um, which is entertaining. But also she is going through 
a breakup, sad, but is turned her breakup and taking off her wedding ring into jewelry spawn, which points creativity. So just wanted to see if you had um if you had come across them. I think she's a I mean she's solid she's certainly not them. Solidly a who? Um anyway, jewelry spawn for a during an engagement or a wedding breakup. Iconic. Um saw you in Philly. You were amazing. Crunch crunch. So I we didn't really cover. Did we cover Julia Hart at all? The Very star briefly. of my unorthodox life. That's because I was like, I don't want to just cover this person who's a flash in the pan because of a reality show that feels very fake. Because mm-hmm. like, there were a lot of like interesting things about like, they set up this woman to be this like inspiring figure. In many ways, she was inspiring, but in many ways, there were things that they were leaving out of her story very purposefully. That kind of explained like, how did this woman who was an Orthodox Jew, kind of like trapped. Uh, by a marriage and with lots of kids kind of like break free and like become a successful entrepreneur well uh, there's many ways but you know it's a, it's it wasn't overnight and it wasn't just like by the force of her own doing which it was a, a lot of the force of her own doing but some help by her husband who also owned the company she ended up running you know mm-hmm. what I mean like her future husband not her past husband her husband now so that show's interesting and it's also a little bit like reality TV show when you watch it you can kind of get a sense of the fakeness of it all but one of the one of the plot lines in it was about one of her daughters this girl Bathsheba Hart this show I had to stop it was like boring but I got through some (laughs) of it so this girl was married before she left the community and a lot of some of the plot lines were about how her and her husband were kind of like a little bit they disagreed in a lot of things like one of the episodes she wanted to wear jeans or something and he was like I don't know how I feel about you wearing jeans like that's Uh, a big deal and that was a whole conversation uh, I know well that's a thing I mean oh my god so what's interesting to me is that felt all fake at the time. It felt like they had already kind of had these conversations. They were just replaying them for the show. Yeah. It makes Which sense. Makes oh, sense. Can you guys That's how like, it works. Can you guys enact an, a common issue between an Orthodox woman and her husband? Here's one. Wearing jeans. jeans. But now, <laughs> as they get divorced, I'm like, wait. So was there more truth to these? Not that I'm like thrilled they're getting divorced, but it does kind of like give me a little bit of like, Okay, so maybe there was more truth in this show than it let on, mm-hmm. or than I was than I was giving it credit for, because the idea that they'd be getting divorced—that there is con- a conflict there. Yeah, as opposed to just like, oh, they're making it seem like there's conflict for the sake of the cameras, but actually their relationship's yeah. pretty normal and boring. You know, is they're getting divorced? They've been together for nine years. She announced it. They they put out a statement, but then she did a really funny spawn for rings in which she said, and I thought this was actually kind of weirdly good advice. I was really nervous to take off my wedding engagement ring because I've been wearing it for nine years straight. And the thought of taking it off, like I know that feeling when I get a spray tan, the rare time I take it off, I always feel naked. So I decided to add a new ring to this hand. And it's really made a big difference because instead of feeling the emptiness on this finger, my like brain or my nerves are focusing on the new ring on this finger. And I don't know, just wanted to share if anyone's going through something similar. It's really helpful for me. And then she was like, thank you to like the, you know, the clear cut for the beautiful ring. She's like, oh, and also buy this ring. Here's my spawn, which I thought was like really killing two birds. Look, with one stone, I'm, you know? I'm all for spawn if it's a believable story. And that story was believable to me. And I was like, you know right. what? Great justification. Good job, Bathsheba. Right. That's good. 
I do like this because Timmy uh, pulled up that her husband, when they got a divorce, he posted an Instagram of himself in a suit and he wrote, quote, officially not famous. <laughs> He's like, oh. Bye. That's you know, pretty funny. He's free, I guess. Officially not famous. And then someone, the first comment is just from a random fan who said, can I slide into your DMs yet? I'm sure he DM'd her and was like, yes, <laughs> please. Yeah. And now he's in Israel. And now he's in Israel. <laughs> and she's friends with the girls in the VIP list. <laughs> that is perfect, though. Her being friends with the girls in the VIP list. I think it's just it like in New sense. York. Like you live in New York and they're like local New York celebrities vaguely because mm-hmm. they had a reality show and something like that. Yeah. And the VIP list girls are like, I am Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I don't <laughs> if you're not a temple, <laughs> if, if you're not going to temple, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know if they're Jewish or not, but. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Let's, um, let's do a quiz. Okay. I have a quick game. <laughs> It's officially Weird. what this has nothing to do with this, right? It's different. It's a different topic. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could transition from "Are you Jewish?" to "Here's a Christmas <laughs> quiz," but I don't think there's an elegant way to do that. <laughs> if you're not going to synagogue, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Sorry. Never forget the woman asking if you were Jewish in San Francisco, and you just going, "Not today." <laughs> <laughs> Did I say not today? <laughs> yes. I think it was sort of like a brain fart because like you you paused and then said not today and then you moved on. <laughs> anyway, that was really I, I I will laugh about that for the rest it's of pretty, my days. Um, I don't remember doing that, but that's pretty funny of me. I have to say not today. <laughs> there is not. I cannot think of one good outcome of somebody asking you if you're Jewish and you saying yes. Think about it. We also had somewhere to be. It would have just started a very long conversation. And no, we had- but think about it. If you're on the street and it, or if you're anywhere and a stranger says, are you Jewish? The answer is going to... Sh- I think the answer should always be no. <laughs> my answer my answer is always no, but I'm telling the truth when I say that. Listen, I have a fun Hallmark Christmas movie game. And since it's officially Christmas movie season because Thanksgiving is over, day after Thanksgiving, I started oh listening God. to Christmas you music. You know how I feel about this. I... You know how I feel about Christmas music starting immediately after Thanksgiving ends. It's like, give me a break. <sighs> I start listening to Christmas music on November 1st every year, famously, in my family. My sister and I start November 1st. My mom refuses to start until the day after Thanksgiving. She thinks November 1st is too early. Um, I think she's wrong. But... For the show, for the purposes of the show, we're going to start Christmas season the day after Thanksgiving. And by Christmas season, we mean talking about Hallmark Christmas movies. I was reading about all the 2021 Hallmark Christmas movies, and I made a little quiz about it. All the questions are Mm -hmm. all sort of different. Some are multiple choice, some are fill in the blank, some are, you know, true or false. Uh, And let's just start from the beginning. We're going to do more Hallmark and various other Christmas movie content. This is just uh, this is just the kickoff. It's just one of the most reliably absurd and hooey times of the year, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's start with this. This is a fill-in-the-blank. Fill-in-the-blanks of this Christmas movie description starring Danica McKellar and Benjamin Ayers, okay? No. Olivia McKellar is Connecticut's resident expert on blank, who, just days before the holiday, agrees to help Jack airs a blank in Avon. Avon is the name of the town. Fill in the blanks. Olivia is Connecticut's resident expert on Christmas music, and Jack is a fourth-generation concert pianist. Okay? The other blanks. (laughs) Olivia is Connecticut's resident expert on evergreens, and Jack is a fourth-generation Christmas tree farmer. 
Olivia is Connecticut's resident expert on antiques, and Jack is a fourth-generation woodworker. Or finally, Olivia is Connecticut's resident expert on Eurovision, and Jack is a fourth-generation aspiring Norwegian pop star. Okay, well, I would love it to be D. I feel like the stupidest one that would definitely be something is the tree expert. Yes, she is Connecticut's resident expert on evergreens, and he is a fourth-generation Christmas tree <laughs> farmer. Right? Yes. God, what a stupid okay. idea. I love that. And here we go. Follow-up question. on evergreens? Follow-up question. What is this movie called? A, A Christmas Tree Story. B, The Twelve Trees of Christmas. C, no. You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. Or D, The oh, Christmas no. Fur, spelled F-I-R. A, A Christmas Tree Story? No, it's You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. <laughs> oh. Okay, next question. This next movie stars... Catherine Haina, Kim, Raymond A. Black, and Paul Soon-Young Lee. Okay. Leading up to Christmas. I'm reading the description. Leading up to Christmas, Lauren, Kim, is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends. She must learn to open <laughs> her heart or risk losing her best friend, Nate. Raymond A. Black. Not four ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Wait, why are they ghosts? Are they all dead? <laughs> all her ex-boyfriends are dead? I, I don't think they're dead. Or risk losing his best friend, Nate. What is this movie called? Exes of Christmas Past, Boyfriends of Christmas Past, Right Swipes of Christmas Past, or Fuckboys of Christmas Past? D is hilarious. It's definitely B, right? Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Yes. Okay. How is Lauren described in the synopsis? Because, you know, they give them all little easy jobs. Is Lauren described as A, a marketing executive, B, a business executive, C, an advertising executive, or D, an oil executive? <laughs> Stop. C? No, a marketing executive. Okay. Okay. Next one. Next question. What is Tia Mowry Housley's job in her Hallmark Christmas movie? A, teacher. B, cop. C, lawyer. D, former actress in a much beloved 90s sitcom. Okay. Uh, teacher? No, she's a cop. Which no- She's a cop? <laughs> which notable 90s <laughs> character- <laughs> Which notable 90s character actor plays the villain she, a cop, is trying to put behind bars? A, Stephen Tobolowsky, B, Joe Pantoliano, C, Keith David, or D, Dan Hedaya? These are insane actors. Mm-hmm. Steve Tobolowsky? No, Joe Pantoliano. No, no. Um, okay. True or false, Lindsay? True or false? This plot description is real. Tanya Mowry Housley is a police detective who is reluctantly partnered with fellow detective Ryan Campbell to solve a recent string of heists taking place during high-profile holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert, no! moving into the vacant <laughs> house next to Mr. Millow nope. Pantoliano, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee and the prime suspect no. in the case. As Tanya and Ryan no. partake in the neighborhood's holiday happenings to keep up appearances and crack the case, they get swept up in Christmas. Before they know it, their cover story as a couple in love starts to become reality. True or false, that's Stop. real. Stop. So unprofessional. Is that it's, that's real? It's real. You can't you wouldn't make that up. You're not that talented. It's real. The the, the movie's called The Santa Stakeout, okay? That is so unprofessional. <laughs> These are three quick questions just to see if you can answer them without multiple choice, okay? Rachel Lee Cook is in a movie called Tis the Season to Be Merry. What is her name in the movie? <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. No, it's Mary. <laughs> Spelled literally M-E-R-R-Y, not Wait, even M-A-R-Y. Wait, he's a season to be Mary. Her name, Her is, name Mary. is Mary. Yeah, okay. Incredible. Here's a short description. A small toy company CEO gets a once-in-a-lifetime offer to merge with a mega toy company, but will need, but will need, but will need her estranged ex-business partner's signature to seal the deal. What he helps her rediscover will change both of their lives. What is this movie called? 
Wait, I'm supposed to make it a up? A small toy company CEO. What's the movie called? Toy, A Toy for Christmas? Toys for Christmas? Old toys, new toys, Christmas toys? No, the Christmas CEO. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's called the Christmas CEO? Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the name of the Christmas movie starring Michelle Williams? Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams. Okay, I'm going to give you a multiple choice, what's- actually. Christmas on Key. Christmas with Destiny. Oh. Christmas uh-huh. in Harmony. Or Christmas oh. as third lead vocalist. Christmas in Harmony. Christmas in Harmony. You got that right. Okay, okay, okay. There is a movie called Gingerbread Miracle. Okay, that's real. It's called Gingerbread Miracle. Which of these is the real description? A, two old friends from high school work together over Christmas to sell his uncle's Mexican bakery famous for its magical gingerbread cookies that Grant wishes. Okay. B, pastry chef Emily reconnects with her high school boyfriend Mark when he, now a journalist, returns to town to write a profile on her nationally famous gingerbread houses. C. Okay. After losing his father and mother in a car accident, Hal returns home from business school to take care of his housebound sister. When he learns their home is about to be foreclosed, he enters a local gingerbread baking contest and returns to the passion he abandoned as a child for more practical endeavors, baking. Okay. Or D. The town of Gingerdale is in the middle of a once-in-a-century ground ginger drought that threatens to shutter all its once-thriving <laughs> gingerbread shops, which make up the backbone of the town's gingerbread-based economy. When a mysterious figure with, arrives with a solution to the town's problems, residents are given 24 hours to decide whether or not it's worth sacrificing all their firstborns via ceremonial mass hanging in exchange for an infinite supply of premium, organic, and sustainably sourced ground ginger. <laughs> Well, I wonder who wrote the last one. And can we get it greenlit for next season? Also, mass hangings. Very dark for you. Um, mass hanging. <laughs> very dark for you. Um, I'm going to guess that it's the, the other demented one was C. No, I, that was another demented one. But it's actually A. I liked your C plot, though. Isn't that your, good? I liked that one. All that made me all up. That was good. How are stars Brandon Routh and Kimberly Sustad described in the synopsis for their Christmas movies? Movie lovers? Sports lovers? Cat lovers or ashamed barbs? <laughs> Two ashamed barbs mm-hmm. come together over over the uh-huh. music of a new woman. Mm-hmm. Um, um, cat lovers. Cat lovers. Ding ding ding. What is the movie called? A. The Nine Kittens of Christmas. B. The cats no. came back for Christmas. C. A oh. perfect Christmas. Or D. A little Christmas pussy. <laughs> <laughs> V? No, it's called The Nine Kittens of Christmas. Fill in the blanks for this Christmas movie description starring Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. After inheriting her great aunt's fortune and meeting a charming handyman, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. After taking over her grandmother's ornament store and meeting a charming teacher, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Okay. After opening a 100-year-old time capsule and meeting a charming chef, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas to further her writing career. Or finally, after writing a hit song about her favorite drink and selling the rights to Old Navy, Lou wonders whether she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Well, D happened in real life, so that's uh, that's out of the picture. Is it A or B? It's A. It's C. It's about the 100-year-old time capsule and meeting a charming chef. Yes. Wait, she opened a time capsule and met a chef in the time capsule? I really don't know how she met. I'm not going to watch this movie, and I don't know how she met the chef, but she met the chef. Okay. What is the official synopsis of a movie called My Christmas Family Tree? 
A. When Vanessa receives the results from her family tree DNA test, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. B. When Vanessa signs up for a free trial of Ancestry.com, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. C. When Vanessa goes through her parents' estate after their sudden death, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. Or D. When Vanessa discovers one of her two dads was secretly straight and hiding a life of heterosexual debauchery on the weekends, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. Okay. Now that that's a good would be movie, a right? My, that's modern. My that's amazing. Straight. I love that movie idea. Ancestry.com is Spawn. Is it a Spawn? No, it's the movie? first one. That's just Family Tree DNA okay. Test. Okay, we're gonna end this sort of full circle. We're gonna talk about Hanukkah. Back to Judaism. Thank God. True or false? There's a Hanukkah movie this year on Hallmark. True. True. You got it right. It better be. What is it called? A. Menorah Monopoly. B. Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. C. Christmas versus Hanukkah. D. The New Neighbors from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it B? It's B. Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, I was at your DC show this past week. It was great, iconic, loved it. Uh, went with my sister. We were wondering. We were really talking about Roma Downey Jr. and Robert Downey. And I was wondering if you all think that Robert Downey Jr. knows who Roma Downey is. And does Roma Downey know who Robert Downey Jr. is? That's it. Thank you. Grateful for sure. I love that you mixed up Roma Downey. You called Roma Downey Roma Downey Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Very us problem. Okay, does Robert Downey Jr. know who Roma Downey is? And does Roma Downey know who Robert Downey Jr. is? Let's start with the first one. Does Robert Downey Jr. know who Roma Downey is? One, two, three, yes. 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 Both yes. big 90s stars. Big show on whatever CBS in the 90s. And Robert Downey Jr. 90s. They had shows on TV at the same time enough to be aware of each of like of him knowing her. And does Roma Downey know who Robert Downey Jr. is? I would say yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, their names are so close, mm-hmm. too. It really is. It really hurts your head to look at the names. Oh, that was an easy one. A less easy one. How about this? Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm just wondering... Does Ann Dowd know who Shay Mitchell is? And does Shay Mitchell know who Ann Dowd is? Crunch, crunch. I love you asking if Shay Mitchell knows who Ann Dowd is. Of course she fucking does. Are you kidding? Shay Mitchell definitely watches The Handmaid's Tale. Or did. Oh, like, ugh. She definitely did spawn for The Handmaid's Tale, you know, on her Instagram. So I think Shay Mitchell definitely knows who Ann Dowd is. But the question is, does Ann Dowd know who Shay Mitchell is? One, mm. two, three. No. 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 <laughs> Yes, uh, Ann uh, Ann Dowd has eminent down main over Shay Mitchell's mind, but (laughs) (laughs) sorry, it's like the worst thing you've ever said on the podcast. Pretty happy. Eminent down main. Eminent down main. Hi, Weekly. Do you think that Michelle Visage and Bruce Springsteen, two iconic New Jersey legends, have ever met? Crunch, crunch. Have Bruce Springsteen and Michelle Visage ever met? I think the answer to this is yes. I think it's yes, too. I think they they both get invited to the same weird benefits that they both somehow go to. Because she's from New Jersey and he's from New Jersey. Okay, then that's right? a yes. Yeah, the yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. do you think Bruce Springsteen... I, I think that like the New Jersey... The argument that they're New Jersey celebrities who are very into the idea of being from New Jersey makes me suspect that they know each other. But does Bruce Springsteen watch Drag Race? I'm sort of like, I could see Bruce Springsteen maybe enjoying Drag Race, but I feel like if he no. did, we would know about it. No? You think just no, straight up no? No, he doesn't, and you would know. Hi, Lou Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I was just calling to see if you thought um, that Natalie Portman would know who Uffy is. 
Um, crunch, crunch. This is tough. Where does the question even come from? I don't know where it came from. This is tough, What though. state are you in? <laughs> this is tough. There aren't enough mushrooms in the world that would propel me to this question, <laughs> I have to say. So, Uffy... Um, uh, like who even was Uffy? Do I call her iconic? No, just like a, a vaguely famous, literally I, not iconic singer from when we were in college. Right, I think of her as when we were in college. I think we went to college a little later than Natalie Portman. Part of me was like, if Natalie Portman had been in college, like at Harvard, when Uffy was like a f- no, famous musician, she would have heard of no. her. But I don't think, aside from like conservative senators, there is no one less iconic than Uffy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, like the, in the definition of the word iconic, not the way that we use it. You know, like, the, she, Uffy is in that category, not iconic category. Uh, will Uffy ever come back, do you think? Oh, she's actually, wait, I just go, she's working on a comeback now. So, <laughs> looks like she might come back. Well, send, send me send me when it looks comes like up. Looks like Uffy send might come back. So, no, Natalie Portman does not know who Uffy is. Last call, last call. I just read an article headline that said, Martha Stewart doesn't own a single mug. In her six homes, and it was quoted that she all she has is beautiful cups. So, got me thinking: cup or mug? Which one is more of them? Probably both them, I would say. But who is more of them? Contrary. My answer, which again might be controversial, is that mugs are themier, slightly. <clears throat> because a cup that's not controversial at all because a cup could be anything a mug you know exactly what a mug is you know like the mug has the handle that's a mug shout out to our friend jamie who i think had the had the right answer when i posed this to them mugs are themier no everyone has too many mugs and never enough cups that's true i already have too many mugs the new rule in our house i think we talked about this maybe on the patreon is i can't buy another mug unless i get rid of a mug Mug for mug. One in, one out. Your your mugs are one in, one it's out. The same, it's the same for tote bags. Josh has now said. No, mugs, if anything, if you're going to make the argument that mugs are hooier, you'd have to say like, there's just so many of them that they're hooey. They're just everywhere and we can't get rid of them. Yeah. Also, to get back to Martha Stewart talking about not having any mugs, I have these, I have these really beautiful cups. They're ceramic cups. How does Martha not that, have any so mugs? Stupid. All we do is have mugs. But it's just like, from a functional perspective, you know, uh, Lauren made me these beautiful mugs a few years ago. Uh, they're cups. Sorry, they're cups. They're ceramic. They're gorgeous. They're like a bluey green. And I love drinking out of them. And I recently made a pot of hot coffee. I was thinking like, oh, I want to drink this out of something beautiful. Oh, it was when I made those like kind of dumb pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes and I wanted to serve them nicely with a pureed uh-huh. pumpkin. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them in the mugs that Lauren made. And I was like, oh, right. The reason we have mugs is because they have handles that don't get hot. I can't drink this out of this. So I just ended up transferring them from the beautiful ceramic cups into mugs because you have to have a mug if you're going to drink a hot beverage. How do you drink coffee if you don't have mugs, Martha? If you only have cups, you know, I guess she has coffee cups. She probably calls them coffee cups. I'm drinking more lukewarm to cold beverages, though, than I am drinking hot in my house. So I'm always like, where's a cup? Where's a cup? Where's a cup? And I'm not always like, where's a mug? And yet I have so many mugs because, you know, mugs are more beautiful to own. They're a more beautiful form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Also, this is over. This episode is over. This episode is done. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes and more. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for researching and assisting 
uh, buy tickets to our last three live shows, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Detroit at whoweekly.us um, slash live. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we love your ratings and reviewings. And we'll see you on Tuesday with another new episode. Happy Thanksgiving back. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Hey, Who Weekly, uh, medium time question mark. Can you please let me know when it's been too many times? Uh, is the movie Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle considered gay rights now because Kumar came out? Because I recently, like the day that he not came out, but you know, like said he's with Josh, um, watched that with another a fellow gay and we were like this movie like is it they do homophobic stuff but i feel like it's gay (laughs) i don't know how much sense this makes i'm high good night hi oh my god um i just got in from the philly show wonderful job so amazing um this is so demi but everyone's been like you know, when is Jake Gyllenhaal going to drop his no staff apology for, oh, my God, sorry, for the all-too-well stuff or whatever. So I took the liberty and some artistic license to just do my own spin on it. So this is what I came up with. It was, given the renewed scrutiny of a nearly decade-old relationship and or decade-old and very public relationship I took part in, I feel it necessary to make public comment now. My relationship with Taylor came at a time in my life I very much still cherish, along with it moments that caused hard feelings on both sides. While the depiction on screen is not how I recall it, I had privately apologized to Taylor then and in the years since. With respect to my privacy and Taylor's feelings, I don't wish to say much more than I already have. Congratulations, T. Jake. Anyway, um, you don't have to play that. It's just, you know, I just got home. Great show. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Charlie, Caroline, Chris. Bye. Sophia Eurista? More like Sophia Uranista. Okay, sorry, bye.